I Love Mortgage Brokering, Episode 77. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today. Rianne LaFave has been a broker for eight years. She's part of the Mortgage Architects Network. She was recently featured in CMP Magazine as one of the young guns of 2015. I'm stoked for this interview today. Rianne, are you ready to rock? I'm ready. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, Scott, I have three beautiful boys. My husband and I also own a gym in St. Albert called Complete Fitness and Martial Arts. I've been a mortgage broker for eight years and love to travel, which is a great part of being a broker, as we all know. I opened Keystone Mortgage about four years ago. I have seven agents underneath me that I mentor. Primarily, I do A business with uh, some B business. I worked for Bank of Montreal many, many years ago. I'm going to age myself there. And I have my phys ed degree and my education degree. Nice. And so how did you end up in the mortgage business? Because in my experience, most people don't, you know, in kindergarten say, hey, I want to be a mortgage broker when I grow up. So you went, obviously you have some other degree. So how, what was your path? Well, I taught for about a year, actually, after we had our first child. And then once you had the second child, you do that. Well, what should I do with myself? I don't want to be paying somebody else in order to take care of my kids and be working all the time and not see them grow. So when I was pregnant with our second child, we started doing that research. We thought of opening a day home, the usual stuff. And my husband came up with the idea of mortgage brokering. So did a little bit of research and called up who ended up being my mentor, Carol McCaffrey. And if anybody knows Carol, she's bubbly as ever. And she says, oh, that's a great idea. That's awesome. <laughs> so I thought if I could at least make $20,000 a year, have no expenses and be at home with the kids, that was going to be great. But once I got into it, of course, that goal changed. So after two years of starting out being a mortgage broker, I got my own team going. And four years after I started, I opened the brokerage. And uh, so the initial goal was just make some part-time money and then you end up having, so how did you have that initial success? Because a lot of people, like honestly, that you know, they don't, if they get into it with that kind of mindset of part-time, they don't, it's hard to transition into making it a full-time thing. I was very lucky in the sense that my husband was working full-time, so we weren't counting on my income. And so once I started getting into it and realizing like, this is great, I'm enjoying this, it's feeding my need to solve puzzles. I'm not bored with what I'm doing and the clients. I started, I got a referral source, which was really odd as an accountant in my mm -hmm. first year. And he started referring clients to me and business for self clients. Oh, it was amazing. So it ramped up the business quite a bit. So that's how it easily turned from being, oh, I'll just make $20,000 a year to, you know what? This is really good. I'm enjoying this. This is going to be good for me for the rest of my life. And so I have to ask about the accountant because I, I actually have worked with in the nine years I've done this, I have worked a little bit with accountants, but I've never had a, a really successful relationship. So what was the, like, did, how did, how did you put that together? <laughs> Timing. That's, that's funny because basically it came down to at that exact time that I started, I just got my mortgage broker license. We we're looking for a new accountant. So I went and I met this new accountant and I said in passing, you know what? I just got my mortgage broker license. If there's anybody that you think I could help, I'd love to help them out. It was also the time frame he was looking for somebody to help his clients. So um, he forwarded off one client to me came back with rave reviews. And next thing you know, he's sending off a lot of clients. And I asked him about a year after that, I said, so what made you change your, you know, sending everything to me? And he said, well, because you actually got things done. And he says, and the clients loved you. And so it just worked out that way. Mm -hmm. So it was probably about three years before he retired. And accountants are a great source in the sense that they can actually, um, you know, the clients are coming to them saying, I need my tax returns, I need my financials. Can you please send them to X bank or whatever? He'd say, well, why are you dealing with that? And go see your aunt. 
Right. You just need to see Ranch. She's great. So he'd automatically, you know, divert them to me just when they're asking for their tax return. And they like the fact that he would just send everything off to me so that it saved them from coming to pick up the paperwork. So it ended up really being a beneficial relationship. When he right. retired, I lost that referral source. Mm-hmm. But then a year later, I got another accountant referred to me from another client and same thing happened. He was just amazed at how well I did for him. So he starts referring clients off to me. So yet again, I have another accountant with full force. Right. They're great. That's awesome. And you know what? That just shows he's a proactive accountant because if he saw, when he saw that triggered, some accountants like, okay, yeah, sure. Here, this is what you want. But he put in saying, hey, you need to talk to Rianne. So I need to find yeah. an accountant like that. Well, and in that time that I had no accountant referring to me, I actually went and approached a few accountants to see if we could create that relationship. And you're right. Many of them just don't have that frame of mind. They're just, nope, you know what? I'm just doing my accounting thing. I'm not going to worry about referring clients off. I'll give them their paperwork when they come in and ask. But there are those proactive ones that are just, you know what? Just go see Rayan. She can help you out. And did you refer clients to him too? Yeah, absolutely. When it came to anybody who, because you get that question a lot, especially with real estate investors. Do you know a good accountant that can help us out with this? Absolutely. Here, go see this guy. So it's mutually beneficial. Absolutely. Okay. So before we dive into your story, I had to digress there just because I, it's not many people that, I, uh, that I've talked to that have successful accountant relationships. But so before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a success quote that's really impacted you. I love how quotes are portable, they're memorable, and you can kind of take them with you. So can you share a quote that's really had an impact on you? Well, it's not a crazy quote, but it's basically you make your own success. And my parents growing up always told us this. My parents are self-employed and they said, you have to go out there and you have to make your own success. So when I became a mortgage broker, I knew I had to work hard to make my own success. The business won't come if I'm not, if I'm waiting for the phone to ring. Right. And the example of the accountant is perfect of how you were able to do that in your first year. So just out of curiosity, I got to go back to this last question about the accountant, I promise. But like how many deals do you think you got in that first 12 months from that relationship? I probably got about 12 clients from him in a span of eight months. And then from those clients who are self-employed, they referred their self-employed friends. So the, the the reach of this accountant was such a big impact on my business, even today. Mm-hmm. Like these clients still come to me today. And that was eight years ago. And they refer their, my name on further and further. Right. That's awesome. That's a good, yeah. uh, that's a great example of one of those key relationships. So what's, can you share something? I've talked to a lot of people, mortgage brokers, successful entrepreneurs and failure, something that always happens, but it's never fatal. And there's always a lesson looking back. Can you share something you failed at, but there was a lesson in it for you when you look back? <laughs> Um, a little joke here. My husband asking me to prepare for this podcast. I'm just so nervous about, you know, doing anything. I'm like, I have to prepare. He's like, you can't prepare for podcast. You have to just have a conversation. I'm like, no, I have to prepare. <laughs> Anyways, um, obviously I've made many mistakes in my career and my life and it's helped me to grow as a person and a mortgage broker and ultimately gotten me to where I am today. One thing was identifying the boundaries between family life and business when the business started to take off. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are many mortgage brokers that can relate to this. Having home-based office, you can work all the time. I had to learn how to shut it down to give my family the time that they need from me and I need from them. It also taught me how to time manage better and set priorities. When you see your kids growing up before your eyes, you feel like you're missing and you're missing it, it really affects you. My son once asked me, mom, why don't you play with us? He kind of really hit home. I needed to change something to give them more fun time with me. So setting those boundaries and having that shutdown time. So give me an example of a boundary that you sort of, what's one thing you did? Because I've I've had the same, I've got three little ones or they're still not teenagers. And right now they still like me because they're not teenagers. So what's the, what's an example of a boundary you put in place to to make that more more successful? Well, when I'm with them, I put my phone away. 
you know, mm-hmm. like it's just a one-on-one and you're, you're enjoying that time. Cause like, even when you're not in business now, the phones are always with you, right? You're always carrying them. You're checking Facebook. You're doing this, you're doing that. It's putting the phone away for that time when you're with them. And then you can always pick it up and check it later. Cause when clients are calling you at night, you know, I always tell them that I'm available. However, they will respect my time if I'm not answering my phone, obviously I'm not available. And you have to have that that separation. So like it's just really important to set that time frame with them. And weekends the same thing. You know what? I'm gonna shut down my phone for the day and this is gonna be just us. Let's go do something fun. Let's go to the pool, whatever it is. Let's go to the gym and work out because your husband has a gym. So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um Okay. So the other thing I noticed talking to successful brokers is they have systems and processes. They don't just sort of show up and hope for the best. And they're always willing to make some adjustments to, to get better results. So I want to ask about an administrative process that maybe wasn't working as well as you would have liked. And then an adjustment you made in the outcome you got. Well, I'm actually in the process of revamping my administrative systems right now to create tighter and streamlined process, specifically focusing on renewals referral thank yous and more client touches throughout the year. I'll let you know how it all turns out because it's in the process right now. So can you give like one thing that you're planning to do? Like, is there one, like, like one? Uh, Well, basically with my renewals and stuff, I want to be on top of that a little bit more frequently. So we're setting up a specific process. So that way we are in touch with the clients sooner rather than later and um, getting that touch more frequently throughout the year with all of them so that you don't go off the radar. You think of how many clients you've had over the last eight years and how many have actually, even though you haven't gotten the return mail or the return email, they haven't, you haven't had any referrals from them. You haven't had that connection with them. So it's kind of streamlining all of this so that it's more on top of it. And it's making those phone calls now, like you said, pick up the phone and let's make the phone calls and see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Just keeping you on top of mind. Right. Yeah. That's actually, uh, have you ever heard of phone burner? Yes. Yeah. So it's, I actually cool, heard it from you guys. Yeah. So it's this cool <laughs> app that lets you like, uh, let's take an automatic automating part of your phoning process, but you just gave me the idea. Cause the thing I love about these podcasts is they always inspire me. And I'm like, why don't I set up a folder in there that for each month and then just automatically drop. So if it's anniversary month, you know, is uh, January or September, it's just all the people that have mortgages and I can just run the phone burner call myself or my assistant can just phone everybody uh, in one, like, duh. Anyway. So thank you for that, for the coaching that you just gave me. You didn't even realize you did. So I'm totally oh, going to set you. that up. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think of this. Soon. It's funny. Like you're like, Oh, it's right in front of me. I didn't even see this. So I will totally uh you're going to improve my process from this conversation so i want to i want to ask about um sales so i know sales and marketing is also a big part of being a mortgage broker and sometimes things that were working don't doesn't work as well anymore so can you share something on the sales and marketing side that maybe wasn't working as well as you would have liked and then a change that you made in the outcome you got well in regards to marketing i don't do a lot of marketing like I, I hate to say it that way. I've done all of the internet marketing. I've done search engine optimization. I've done some social media stuff. I've even done some paper advertising and I really didn't like the outcomes of it all. Mm-hmm. So I really am planning on focusing on my, like marketing my existing database. And whether that means, like I said, focusing on those renewals, making sure you're having more client touches throughout the year, picking up the phone and calling, that kind of thing. It's it's going to be more beneficial to, you know, continue you to use the warm leads than it is to um, try and cold call or do something like that. When I'm mentoring my agents, I always tell them, go and, you know, go and see, get in front of people. I think Carol actually told me one time she got a mortgage from just standing in the Safeway lineup. She's just waiting for a checkout. 
yeah, so she's waiting there going to, through checkout and somehow they got into a conversation. Next thing you know, she's talking about mortgage brokering and next thing you know, that leads to a mortgage. So it really is just speaking to people and you'd be surprised what you get. But if you're if you're marketing those warm leads, you're going to get more back from it than trying to do any marketing techniques. I guess that's from my perspective. I know a lot of mortgage brokers have had a lot of success with that. But one thing I'm really focusing on is my renewals this year right. because it's just so huge for me right now. And I want to get on top of that a lot more. Right. That's awesome. So I'm going to Oh, diversifying your income. So I want to ask about I, I, when I talk to mortgage brokers, some of them say, yes, you should diversify your income, you know, do other products like insurance and different things. And some mortgage brokers say, no, just stick to mortgage brokering. I want to ask which camp you fell in. And then if you do diversify, what sort of things are you focusing on? I'm not diversifying. I love mortgages and I love mentoring. So the way that I'm growing my, my revenues is by growing my team. And one benefit that I say is that, you know, as my teacher background, I have that that niche and how I can teach people how to be a mortgage broker. So for me, I don't cross sell. I just like to focus on mortgages and mentoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess in a sense, if you are building a team, then you are diversifying your income by having, you know, get, getting a, a percentage of these people that you're helping. Exactly. Cool. So I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions. These you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? I'd say the number one thing is that most mortgage brokers start out needing to supplement their income with another job. If there's any way to do this full-time from the beginning, you'll be successful sooner. Mm-hmm. And what one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? For me, educating clients. Um, even, if it doesn't mean, even if it means you don't get the deal now, mm-hmm. you'll get the clients will come back to you and they'll refer your name on. Right. Yeah, that's good. And do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? I'm dabbling a little bit in Drop, Dropbox and Evernote as mm-hmm. the business is about streamlining the process. But um, with the volumes getting so high, the processes are no longer working. Now that I have a full-time assistant, she's working on setting up my processes in a shared drive to ensure my agents are able to replicate my success. As my, as my agents are a reflection of me and my brokerage, it's important to me. We're looking at Google Docs right now as well as an option. So mm-hmm. another thing that's in the works for me. Right. One of the things that we found helpful is with the way we set up our Dropbox folders is we'd have them all like different a, a person's name, but then all the folders with different documents. So you don't have to like have one long list of, you know, dozens and dozens of documents. You can have like property and income and, and segment oh. so that it just makes it cleaner for searching and stuff. So, oh, that's neat. Yeah. And, and anyway, so that's, I'd love to get that information from you. Yeah. I'll send you, uh, I'll send you what, what, how we set up our, cause every one of our folders are set up exactly the same. And we just, and we even have some like common documents in there if we need them for different things. And so I'll send you a link and you oh. can, you can copy it if you like, or change it. That'd be great. Thanks um, so much, guys. No problem. So do you have a book, one book that you'd recommend to our listeners? <laughs> 50 Shades of Grey. <laughs> so, no, that's um, going to make you a better mortgage broker. <laughs> 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 there is some gray um, in the broker a- business though. I'm not going to lie. It's not like there's no, you know, some, sometimes there's. <laughs> so you've read it. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> no, um, I'm not a big reader of self-help books, but I keep on top of articles in the industry. Uh, one book I did read that was really helpful when I started to grow was Emeth. And it was good for like in general self-employed people to define who they are in the work line to help them plan how they want to go forward with their business. And this goes towards, you know, the people that just want to be the entrepreneur who don't want to be the doer of the mortgages, the apprentice, Um, Mm -hmm. so or the mechanic, sorry. So that's why I found that that was kind of, it made me define who I am and saying, I want to be still the doer, but I also want to be the entrepreneur. So how can I kind of dabble in both a little bit and still grow? Right. Switch between roles. 
so that your business yeah. doesn't, you don't get stuck in one and not, yeah, that's good. So here's the last question. It's one of my favorites. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Yes. So in the movie, there's the car DeLorean and you, uh, you can jump in the DeLorean and you can travel in time. And so we're going to send you back eight years with the idea that, okay, the eight year older Rianne, who's still a young gun, is going to talk to the younger Rianne and say, hey, here's three things, Rianne, you need to do to have a bigger, better business in uh, 2015. What three things would you say to yourself? I think one of the biggest things that I wish I would have done in the past was start with a good CRM program. That's been kind of one of my nemesis over the past eight years. Um, another one be create a weekly calling schedule and really stick to it. Like you have to continue to, you have to make that habit from the beginning and continue it even after you get successful. And as much as you hear that snail mail is not a great option from other people in the industry, mm-hmm. keep sending it out. My clients love my birthday cards and Christmas cards that I send out every single year. So, and do you just, do you have a company that does it or just one of you, somebody, you or you're like, who does that for you? Um, with my birthday cards, I used to send it out by hand, but of course I got to be too much. So I now use send out cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my Christmas cards, I don't know, I'm a little bit sentimental on that side of things. I handwrite all of my Christmas cards and send out like $5 Tim Hortons cards in them mm-hmm. uh, just as a small thank you every single year. It's gotten to be quite a big job. But everybody loves them. I get phone calls. I get emails from everybody saying, you know what? We can always count on your card every single year. And we love it. Thank you. Right. And the Tim's card doesn't hurt. No, exactly. It might be only be two coffees, but whatever. Right. (laughs) But it's only one at Starbucks. So it's like. Uh, I know. I'm actually getting them two at Tim Hortons. Right. It's like two for one. Well, uh, so where can people find you online? Our company website is keystonemortgage.ca. And so you can see our team there. And um, yeah, we're growing. So. That's the goal. And you guys are hiring then? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And I don't think I mentioned at the top of this, but you guys are based out of Edmonton. So if if anybody's listening and they're like, hey, I would like to find a team to join in Edmonton, then definitely check out Rianne. And anybody else, we have links in the show notes to everything that we talked about, as well as Rianne's website. Rianne, I really appreciate your time and I hope you continue to crush it. Thank you so much, Scott. So appreciated. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I love mortgage brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.